everyone to my podcast. My name is Pastor Edwin. Thank you for being here today. If you would, pick up your Bibles and turn over to John chapter 3 just for a moment there. And This is a special uh, message that I want to give out to all my Hope's, Hope Center ministry brothers and sisters. Those that are fighting recovery, those that are there in the gauntlet day and out realizing that there's a change needed in your life. Those that are going forward and, 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 and uh, believing in Christ, changing themselves. There's a little message I want to give you guys and hopefully this will help you on your path, on, on your way to clarity, to understanding. But not just that, but having Christ manifest himself to you. And that is a goal that all Christians would like to see is Christ manifest himself to uh, each and every one of us. Is this true or not? I mean, seriously, if you're you're talking about your God, man, you want to see your God, right? Okay. Anyway, let's open in prayer real quick before we get into that. Heavenly Father, thank you for this for this moment in time right here, my Lord, my God. I pray for all those that have their ears tuned in. Father God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you reach out and, and pierce each and every one of their hearts and their minds, that they may receive this message, Lord, with a clear understanding of what it is that you are doing in their lives right now, what you've done in my life, what you've done in those that have succeeded in you, not in themselves, but in you, my Lord, my God, that they may see this and walk the righteous path that you have created for them in this moment in time. Father, I give you the glory as we pray. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Listen, brothers, you got your Bibles. Turn over to John chapter 3 and hold your finger there, John chapter 3, because I want to share something with you real quick. You know, and, and I'm personally convinced that about this submission, this part that I'm talking about, submission. This dying to self, this crucifying of our pride, see? And you can check that if you're taking notes. Uh, uh, please do take notes. Go to Philippians 2, 1 through 8, and I'll talk to you about that. It, it, it's crucial to our joy, this, this crucifying of pride. We, we think of denying self as somber, right? Grim face. We're like, oh, man, I don't want to go through that. You know, when, when it is the truth, a prelude to dancing. If you want power, okay? Brothers and sisters, if you want power to learn to be assertive, you need to learn to be assertive. If you want joy, learn to be submissive. Submissive. The reason our death to self increases the joy level all around is that it is also it also increases the, the love level around us. So how can we love if we have no joy? So we can speak of Christ being love all we want, but if we got no joy and don't understand where or how to get that joy from God, okay, because we can sit here and talk about joy, yeah, well, I'm joy when I see my old lady, well, yeah, I'm joy when, you know, when you see your, 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 your spouse, or your children, or your family, or whoever, but you know what, there's something going to give you, a, a little drop a bomb on y'all in a second here, okay, because this is the mentality that you, that you had before, and it needs to stop, it, it really does, that way of thinking needs to stop. And, and, and how you're going to become successful in, in your sobriety, you know, it needs to stop. You know, uh, right now, 32 years ago, 32 years ago, I was released after doing five and a half years incarceration. Five and a half years, and I thought meeting my lady coming out, I, I, my life was going to change. It was going to be good. No more gangs, no more fighting, no more drugs, no more this, no more that. But you know what? I lied to myself, and I kept that mentality that I'm still doing good. I'm still doing all right. As long as I don't go there, 
As long as I don't go walking in that route, I'll be okay. But you know what? I was lying to myself for years and years and years. For the next 20 years, I lied to myself. And because I was living in sin and in a lie, I was, we, my wife and I were not blessed with children, you see. And we, no matter what we tried, we spent thousands, you know, money here, money there, test here, test there, go there, appointment here, appointment over there. So finally we said, you know what, we're going to be just that couple. We started to allow that lie become a part of our lives and live that way. This was our mentality, okay, of, of, of people dead in sin. Now remember that, dead in sin. And each and every one of y'all have walked and lived a life dead in sin in sin dead in sin okay and i keep repeating it because i want you to to listen to that word you were dead in sin as i was dead in sin until one moment in my life where god called out to me through a holy book a bible and i've had this bible the same bible since wow man 2010 that that he may uh, called to, out to me through the bible and I, I went and picked it up and i found the book of job and from there i couldn't put it down but this isn't, I'm not going to go into my life story here because I want to give you guys a point. A strong point for you guys to take with you, okay? And some other time, and those that know me, that have heard my life story, all right, you know, uh, uh, we, it doesn't hurt to hear, you know somebody's story, you know them. But listen to this, know Christ. Don't worry about who I am. Don't worry about who that other pastor is or that pastor or that guy. Know who Christ is because you can listen to anybody. You can listen to anybody, even listen to somebody all your life. You see, that's why you're where you're at right now, because you were listening to somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, tough guy. I know. You're going to start thinking, well, I don't listen to nobody. It was my own man out there. Yeah, okay, okay. See, that's the mentality I'm talking about. You see, now, the mentality I'm talking about is letting go of the, the way you thought before. You're going to say, well, you know, it was all me. No, you were dead. You were following somebody. Whoever kept feeding you the drink, whoever kept feeding you the drugs, whoever kept feeding you the money to get the drugs and the drink, whoever kept giving you this poison to kill yourself constantly over and over. And even if you flatlined one time in your life and you came back and you realize it, you surely you thank God and said, well, thank God I'm alive again. You know, let me go use some more. Right? And that's exactly what we did. We would, I mean, there was a point in my life, I stopped breathing completely. And I'm thinking, oh, here it is, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I can't breathe, I'm going to die. You know what I mean? And, and it didn't happen. A breath came back to me. And I was like, wow, look at that. Thank goodness I didn't die. But did I really thank God? Did you really thank God? Man, I know. I know what it is. I know what it is to be around the block, man. So when you and I thanked God, yeah, we, we meant it in a way. But we didn't know how we meant it, okay? We didn't know how we meant it because we were so stuck in ourselves at that moment in time. We were dead, you know? And how can we be attuned to another spirit? Listen to that. When self is making so much noise. We made so much noise. Me, 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 me. I need help. I need it. So finally we hit rock bottom and said, all right, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick of going through this. Help! Help! And sometimes you weren't even saying help with your mouth. It was the way you were looking, the way you were living, the way your body was. Maybe you were found laid out on a bench somewhere, under a bench or near a dumpster or under a boardwalk or in a bush somewhere, huh? or in an alley. Maybe that. If somebody thought you were dead, they came and kicked your foot. Like, hey, get up. Get up. You can't stay there. And you look at them, they're like, man, you need help, man. Come on, let's get you to detox and so forth. You know, and on and on. 
But some of us, some of us, and, and let me tell you right now, this message right here, you know, is intended for everyone, but be careful, tenderfoot. And what I mean by that is be careful, tenderfoot, because you're going to mislead a lot of my brothers and sisters. And I've seen this happen over and over again. No, I don't hate you. I'm saying, look, pay attention, tenderfoot. I want you to take this in and understand who's standing next to you. Do you know who you are? Have you heard, have you guys, any of you, ever heard your real name? Have you ever heard your real name? That's what I asked. No, I don't mean your name is Mike. Okay, that's the name your mother gave you. But God said that he knew your name before you were born. While you were in the womb, he knew your name. What is your real name? What is the purpose? Why did you have to go? And these are some of the questions that some of the brothers and sisters have asked that are going through recovery. And not just drugs and alcohol recovery, but sexual uh, addictions, uh, uh, food addictions, uh, phobias, addictions, all kinds of stuff out there that keep them away from the real deal of God, see? And we've allowed ourselves to be taken by this idea. And that's why I said, so you listen to somebody. You listen to somebody. Somebody leaded you on. If it was a woman or a friend or whoever it was, you got were led on. It was never Jesus, see? Because let me tell you a story. There was a time that we all, we all said to ourselves, all right, I'm not going to do this no more ever again. You came so close. You're like, man, I ain't doing that no more. I ain't doing that. And you find yourself there again over and over again pushing that in. What is that, right? Why is that? That's because the devil had you in his grips. The devil had me in his grips, man, for so long. That I plotted and planned wickedness. I plotted and planned evil. You see? And we all did. You know, we dope fiend moves. I got to get my head. I got to get my face. I got to get this. I got to get that. Yo, I need to do what I need to do, man. You know what I mean? You don't understand the pain that I'm going through. And people, and that's why I say tenderfoot, watch it. Because you don't understand that pain. Alright? I'm not saying you're not going through something. But look at the level. You need to respect that level. And fear God. Of what you're saying and doing, tenderfoot. And and I want you to understand it because you have not gone through the gauntlet. And and you wouldn't go to a butcher to learn how to fix a, a an engine in a car now, would you? No. Because he's gonna talk about ribeyes and prime ribs and, and you know and all these other things that belong to a part of a beef, you know, a, a cow or a pig, and you're like, yo man, all I need is a tune-up, brother. I don't need to know about you know the heart and the liver. I want to know how am I going to tune this vehicle up so I can stop rattling. So you don't do that, right? So careful who you ask. Go to God. Trust in God in these things. But I'm, let me blow your mind real quick. All right, here we go. And hopefully most of you guys are sitting at a table. The table there at Hope Center Ministry. And when I went there, I was volunteering with some of the brothers at the Dunn House. And uh, when they first started off in Falcon, they went Falcon, I went all the way to Stephen Mills Road. And there I told them at that table, and they gave the idea to one of the brothers to start making tables there for the Dunn House over on Stephen's Mill Road. And, and uh, um, the reason why he did that, because he believed, he, he took what I said to him, and it wasn't just me, it was God speaking through me, giving you the message that each and every one of you guys have died. Yes. And I want you to focus on this. You have died. Alright? You have died. And God has resurrected you like Christ resurrected Lazarus. And called you by your name. 
but you were dead that you did not hear or, or remember your name. You heard the call and you stood up when you hit rock bottom. When somebody, no matter how you ended up at that table, no matter how you ended up there at Hope Center Ministry or wherever rehabilitation center you're at, Christian or non-Christian based, because God is everywhere. And if he placed you there, it's your responsibility to understand, to come to realize, why am I here? Am I here to fix my life? Am I here to get a great job, a new car, a big house, a family, a wife? Am I here to reconcile those old relationships? No, man. Ah, oh, the program tells you, yeah, you, you're here to do this. It's good. It's healthy. Yeah, it's healthy if you do that. But first, realize who you are. First, before you go that route, realize who you are. Realize how far have you come to understand God's will for you. Do you know that you're warriors, women and men, talking to you both alike, you're all warriors. We are warriors. And obviously, come on now, think about this. Obviously, we are warriors. That's what we were born to be, warriors. In the world, there's all types of different tenderfoots, and there's warriors. We have gladiators. Not everybody was, was, was born and, and able to be a gladiator and succeed. I mean, we've seen people go there that were weak, and they'd be killed in all things, right? Look at these guys that are... That are, are, are are big in sports, man. There's some people that are born to do that. We're born to be warriors. So as the time has gone by, the enemy has seduced us, man, with the idea that we're not needed, that we are warriors, that we're lesser, that we are not who God claims we are. We are not his children. We should go this way. And since we have some of us that know God before, you know, you ended up finding yourself here in the rehab, some of us that do not know God, you're coming to know Him. This is a mind-blowing situation, a mind-blowing message because you have to tell yourself and believe that you have died. In order for you to step forward into the next chapter, believe that you died. Believe that God resurrected you and placed you where you're at right now. But what did He do that for? Did He do that for you to um, get your life together? No. The program says, yeah. Remember, I said that. The program says, yeah. And, but what I want you to, to stay focused on, God placing you at this table for one reason and one reason only. If you haven't thought of it yet, it is to seek Him. To draw closer to God. To grow clo draw closer to Jesus Christ, to your Savior. To come to the absolute truth. Therefore, you will hear your name being called. And when you hear your name called, man, you will surrender all of you and follow the commands of Christ. And when you follow the commands of Christ, He promised He would manifest Himself to you. Isn't that something we all want? Like I said, all of us Christians want to see Christ manifesting ourselves. Many say, well, yeah, uh-huh. No, man. If you have not changed, because that manifestation in your life, it will change you forever forever you will suddenly close the casket you see because when you die you got to put all of your old self all of your old self into that casket piece by piece and close it which is the hardest part the last part is closing that casket and burying it 
I've said this before. If your mother, your family, whoever got pictures of you when you were old and you were high or drunk or whatever it is in the old days, the old you, tell them, burn it. Burn it because that man is dead. Burn it because that woman is dead. Burn it. I'm not that person anymore. And you don't need the reminder, you see? Because the only one that reminds you of your past is the devil. The only one that reminds you of the things that you did before is Satan. The only one that reminds you of the sinful life you lived before are the demons, all right, that are appointed to each and every one of us that try to convince you you're not a son of God. You're not a child of God. You're not an heir to the throne. You're not a warrior. You're a loser. And that's a lie because we ain't losers, see? We're warriors. And that's how come he's come after us with such a heavy table, man. You know, ladies and gentlemen, look, he has come at you with drugs and alcohol and all types of things in your lives. Problems after problems, situation after situation, murder, death, whatever it is that you went through and you've gotten through. That was an old you that has died. And it's the only reason why you're sitting where you're sitting at right now because God picked you up, resurrected you, and placed you in a place spiritually to come closer to Him, to get to know Him. Why? Because God loves us, man. And He wants us to open up our eyes and understand who we really are. Who we really are. Do you believe that you're a warrior? Think about that for a moment. Yeah, you're a warrior. Look at all the things that you've seen. I've gone to the... To the uh, uh, um, to the gatherings there with Joko Angels. When I saw that banner from Joko Angels, man, uh, I stood there and I cried. And the brothers come around, what's wrong, Pastor Edwin? What's going on? I said, man, you don't understand. God had just touched my mind and showed me that these people that have died are warriors. They're warriors because you know the fight. You know the fight that takes place out there. And if no one's ever been out there, all right, with that monkey on their back, and that monkey is a spiritual monkey, it's a demon that hangs on you. All right, and if you've never been out there with that on your body, on your mind, on your on your life, you don't understand it. You don't understand what it is. You can't grasp the fact that you are a warrior because of that. Are there other types of warriors? Yeah, there's other types of warriors. But the type of warrior I'm talking about here are dangerous warriors to Satan. We're dangerous warriors to Satan. You know why? Because we've already died, man. Listen to me. We've already died. And God resurrected us. Put this in your mind. Write it down. Print it. Read it over and over. You have died and God resurrected you and placed you at a table that you can get closer to Him. Listen to what Jesus says to this uh, uh, in chapter 3, verse... Uh, chapter 3, chapter three, verse... Uh, let me see here. Yeah, we'll, we'll do number 1. In John chapter 3... Where Jesus says to this Pharisee, his name was Nicodemus. He's a, a ruler of the Jews. Okay, These are people in authority. Listen to what he said to him. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, surely we understand what Jesus was saying there. Surrendering to Christ, accepting the Lord, Lord Jesus. All right? Yeah, you're baptized by water and spirit. By what? Yeah, spirit, man. When you accept Jesus Christ, you're baptized by the Holy Spirit. 
So therefore, you have the Holy Spirit walking around with you. What else is going to happen? You need to come to terms and know what it is that you're supposed to do. It's not for you to go start building a house, building a new family, building a new reputation, wearing nice clothes. Forget all that. Forget all that. All that comes later. All that comes later. First, your obedience to God. Know your true name. Know your true name. Okay? And 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 uh, uh, seek the Lord with all your heart, all your might, man. Gain that manifestation in your life that will change you forever. And you'll never stop talking about it. Become a disciple. Who? A disciple. What is a disciple? Well, listen to the discipleship has discipline in it. You need to discipline yourself in the things of the Lord. You know, to get yourself. I'm not talking legalistic talk here. Okay? Please. What I'm talking about is your freedom. Freedom from those things that, that hold us back from knowing Christ. Who He wants us to know. The truth. The absolute truth of God. Alright. So look what He says to him. He says to him, uh, uh, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? How can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Okay, brothers and sisters. Honestly, ask yourself, of course I can't see you. But how many of you said yes to Christ with your heart? And not just your lips. You don't have to answer it. You you know that answer. You know that answer. And if, if you know it. And if it's you that just confessed with your lips. Or, or just said yeah. But not with your heart. See because what is it that Christ wants man. You know we can, we can do backflips. We can be cool. We can do this. Do that. Have all kind of talents. And, and, and you know. And give all these things. Know how to cook. Know how to dance. Know how to sew. Know how to paint. You can know how to read. You can know how to talk. You can have gifts of all these sorts of things, right? But none of it means anything to Christ. None of it means anything to God. Because all He wants is your heart. He doesn't want none of that. He gave all that to you. He doesn't want any of it. Come on, really? All right, you, you know, I gave that to you, you know. How about the heart? Yeah, give me your heart. Give me your heart, okay? But see, there's a battle within you. And Apostle Paul talks about it in Corinthians where there's a member inside of you you need to come to uh, uh, terms with. That member inside of you is that flesh. Believe that you are a living spirit with a soul living in us inside of flesh. Living inside of a body called flesh. And there's a war among you. Okay, because all these years, let me tell you something. Somebody asked me one day, uh, Pastor Edwin, how, I mean, how do I get my spirit to be strong? How do I shut the flesh down? How do I die truthfully to myself? Because I can say it all I want. Uh, I, and, and I try to do all these works. And it's just not working. I'm still, my mind is still out there. When I see women, I still talk about them. When I think about the past, I still think about the past. And what if and what that. And, and I wonder if maybe I could just <clears throat> go around the corner just a little bit and take a peek at my old neighborhood or, or take a peek into that door that I know I should not look into but but man it's so hard it's so hard to come around that pastor Edwin how, how do I get around that see number one we know we know the truth of ourselves we know who we are we know what we've done 
all right? But do we know our new, our new creation, our new selves? Not yet. Because until we we hear our name, then you don't fully know who exactly who you are in Christ. See? And this is the truth. Oh, people can tell you all kinds of things. Let me show you scripture this a lot and tell you this. Yeah. Well, you know what? You seek the word. You get into the Bible. You listen to the Holy Spirit teach you the absolute truth of God. Because he's a spirit of truth. Jesus didn't lie. He said he was sending the spirit of truth that he would lead us into all truths. You know that if you're walking around that block, what's going to happen? You're playing that game. You're trying to don't feed, your, don't feed move yourself. You're trying to fool yourself. Oh, I'm going to be all right. No, you ain't. Oh, maybe I'll look at this page real quick. No, you shouldn't look at that page. You know why? Because you know if you look at that page, what's going to happen? We've all gone there. We've all been there. We've all have felt that tug, that pull. And if you give into it, you die. You die spiritually. And when you die spiritually, you start listening to Satan because you give room to him. You give him a footstool to slide over. See, he's short. And you give him a footstool to slide over. You can stand up and start whispering in your ear, telling you lies, more lies. Look at you. You've always loved to be this way. Oh, you're good. You've been a good Christian for so long. You can do it. It won't hurt none. Hey, you're once saved, always saved. Kick that stool from under him and don't even go there. See, don't even go there. And you won't go there. Once you find out who you really are. Alright, let's go back to the table. Here it is. The young man asked me to have questions. How and why? How and why? How and why? And here was my answer to him. You have to strengthen your spirit. You have to strengthen the spirit in you, you yourself. I don't understand that, Pastor Edmund. Alright, well let me clarify that for you. The fact is that all your life, when you have neglected Christ in your life, you've kept the spirit inside you dormant, quiet, as a baby. And your flesh and your soul grew up together. And everything your soul, your flesh did, your soul loved it and said, Woo, yeah, party, baby! You know what I mean? Everything that you saw with your eyes and lust and desire, your soul took it in and said, Ah, wow, we're living, you know? But once you died, and God resurrected you and placed you at the table that you're at right now to recognize who you are, to draw near to Him so you can hear this point right here. Alright, so you can draw near to Him and come to realize the minute you started to hear the Word of God, the minute you started to hear prayer and say, Amen, in the name of Jesus, and hear the songs and praise and worship, and call out, Abba, Father, and say, Hallelujah! Your spirit grew a heartbeat and it started to grow. And the more you sang hallelujah and the more you read the holy word of God and the more you praised him and worshipped and kneeled down and gave yourself to him, the stronger the spirit in you got. <coughs> you understand what I'm saying? The stronger. And I said to him, this is how you will overcome your flesh. Because, hey, you know, like the story of Esau, the big brother, the righteous one, the one that is listening to God, is in charge now. Is in charge now. So your, the spirit will look at the flesh and look at your soul and say, ah, 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 we're done playing games. We're following the Almighty God. We're following our Savior, Lord Jesus. We're seeking and praying and looking for Holy Spirit's truth. 
to guide us, to bring us closer to the kingdom of God. And when we do that, we, are, we have gained strength to make disciples of this one and that one. And everywhere you go, you're speaking about Jesus. And you're calling out evil for what it is. You see? And a lot of you brothers I know in certain houses, y'all have seen other brothers do this and, and you mock them. And shame on you for mocking. See, because, but, but also shame on those that are being mocked. We need to set this straight right now. You're all warriors. You're all warriors. And let me tell you, you need to get closer to God so you can learn how to put on that armor of God. And with that armor of God, when you step out of that house where you're at after 12 months, God's given you 12 months to come to know Him. 12 solid months to draw near to Him. Oh yeah, you're going to make all excuses. Well, I got to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. And you know what? How do I find time? Yes, God makes time. Don't, don't make excuses. Look around. You got time. You got time. If You know, when you guys go over to Walmart, you go wherever store you're going to go to, you're walking through it, you got time to praise God the whole way there. Do you not? Yes, you do. You got time to pray to God the whole way there. Do you not? Yes, you do. And those 10, 15 minutes, 10 minutes of a ride from there to the store, praise the Lord. What did you pray for, though? That I find a good sale? Uh, that I find a new pair of shoes I was looking for? No. You pray to God that whatever you're going to encounter, that He shields you from it. He gives you strength to recognize what is evil. So you can call it for what it is, man. Because I know women and men alike. When you walk into these places and you say to yourself, Oh, I'm just going in there to take a look at something. Buy. Uh, you know, I'm really not going to buy nothing, but I'm just going to walk through. And we all know what's there. And I call, you know, there's men and women walking around in spandex. I'll tell you what, them, them, them yoga pants. Hey, a lot of the brothers call it devil pants. Why do they call it devil pants? Because it makes you, a man or a woman, whoever, look at it more than one time. And you want to stare at it and observe it and say, oh my goodness, what is that? Heavenly Father, help me. No, you need to rebuke that and recognize, okay? And this isn't a legalistic term. This is for you guys to strengthen your minds. Strengthen your minds and somebody in your group is going to set the part. Somebody in your group is going to tell you, don't fight them, accept it. Because if Jesus is with you and you believe that Jesus is with you everywhere you go, so when you take a look at something you're not supposed to look at, you're, imagine this, you're saying, hey Jesus, take a look at this. Ain't that something? Man, Father God really did a number there, ain't he? Imagine that. It's shameful. So when you have a brother or a sister that's set in the park and say, yo, yo, watch, chill with that, man. Y'all shouldn't be looking over there. Be careful. Be careful, man. You know that, that after the, the first glance, the first glance is a warning letting you know, don't look over there again. Because the second time you look over there, you're sinning. You're dying in sin. You're going to lust because you looked the second time and the first time was like all these bells went off. Cling, 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 cling. Oh, my goodness. I got to look. I got to look again. You know, but... If your spirit is strong inside of you, man, you can overcome that. Oh, hallelujah, you can overcome that, brothers and sisters. You can overcome that, I'm telling you, because you are warriors. Warriors. And when you go out, you, you're, you're going to wear the full armor of God. And if not, if you step out of there before that, 
And this is the things about all programs need to recognize is if we start telling brothers and sisters, you are, you know, of God, we got to give you chances like God. We got to love you like God. Okay, so you screwed up, you know. Let's keep loving you like God. I want to just let you go. This is a one-time thing. You come in, okay, go. And next thing you know, we find you in a car laid up. And recently we've had this already. I've had brothers close brothers, man, die. Die because they weren't prepared. They, they, they talked the talk, man, but didn't have the walk. You see what I'm saying? They, they, were, they were talking. They were tenderfoot, man. And they came out and they came out. They came out talking all this talk, even got behind a podium and started preaching a little bit. And next you know where they're at. They're stuck once again because they believe the lie. They, they weren't absolutely seeking the truth of God. They, they were listening to man. Take that time, brothers, sisters, away from the noise. If you ever see a brother or sister sitting all alone reading the Bible, talking to God, hallelujah, go to them with an open heart. Are you praying? What you reading about? Not necessarily, oh, yo, you thinking about home? No, man. I'm thinking about God. I'm thinking about what plans He has for me. And if you think it's not okay to ask God what plans He has for you, you've been you've been you've been led the wrong way. You know that's wrong. God will reveal His plans to you, but not just like that. Okay. When we pray to God and you don't get it, well, it depends if it's according to His will. Does it line up with Him? Does it line up with the fact that he placed you in this house that you can uh, gain your strength again and put on his armor so when you step out of that devil sniper that's standing out there in the mountain or the hillside waiting for you to step out when he takes a shot at you that round is going to ricochet off of you. It's not going to pierce your heart or your mind. You see, it may hit you and you may drop to one knee. But you ain't dropped to one knee because he's defeated you. You've come to the understanding clear in your mind that when you drop to one knee, that's the beginning of you praying, oh my Lord, my God, the struggle is real. And you drop to two knees and throw your hands up to receive in the name of Jesus. To receive in the name of Jesus that power that he has promised you. The ability to carry on and make disciples. Don't waste that time. Don't waste that time at all, man. Here we have another. Uh, John chapter 14. Real quick. John chapter 14, verse 21. I talked about the manifestation. How Christ says, I will manifest myself to you. And at that time when you step out, brothers and sisters. And it doesn't matter. You know, look, Christ manifested himself to me. And this is why I'm telling you it will happen to you as well but you need to do the things that he asks you to do but with your heart not with your words not with your hands with your heart seek him and how you know you're doing it with your heart is when you see them devil pants you don't look the second time you turn away and say lord give me strength the demon is all around me trying to convince me to look trying to convince me to sin and separate myself from you but i don't want that you don't want that. 
You want to stand strong in the things of the Lord because this is why He resurrected you, why He has appointed you with a new name. This is why He has placed you at the table that you're at with those brothers around you because you can't do it alone. You tried that. You can't do it alone. You're standing and sitting among brothers and sisters in Christ right now following the same path of righteousness. Seeking the same thing that God has told you they are seeking it also. But if you see one that's not, set them according in the path. Tell them, yes, you need to come with us, brother. This ain't right, man. No, stop talking that way because those are things of the devil. When, when Peter went to Jesus Christ and said to him, Jesus, let's get out of here. I'll protect you. What did Jesus say to him? What did he say to him? Get back, Satan. He rebuked them because his mind was not on the things of God. He was on the things of man, how man do things, how we see and perceive and want to execute things. It's not about us anymore, brothers and sisters. We have done that and we failed. Them new families, the families that we had, we failed. If you have a wife, if you have a husband and children, you failed, man. Accept that, that that old person is dead. Bury it, but don't keep your shoes on. Take off your shoes, too, because a lot of brothers and sisters that say yes, 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 they start burying things, they walk around with the same shoes and end up going where they weren't supposed to go, walking the same path as before. They, and that is what I'm talking about, planning about a, a, a new life, a big house, a big car. Those things will come because God will bless you in those things because you're seeking the kingdom of God first. My brothers and sisters, Jesus says here in John chapter 14, verse 21, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. Do you love Jesus? Do you, do you know what love is, man? Do you know what covenant love is? You know what happened while he died on the cross, man? For our sins, yes, but what else? To uh, create a new covenant. We have a new covenant with Jesus. Do you love him? Jesus said that there's no friend, uh, there's no, no, no real friend unless you uh, were willing to sacrifice your life Put your life on the line for another. He doesn't necessarily mean you go and kill yourself over a friend. Or or jump in front of a bullet. Ah, you know, and becomes a martyr. No, he's not saying that. He's saying, if you have, don't be afraid to lose what you have. And this is to those that are standing around you, not at the table. You see, if you have, don't be afraid to lose what you have for the kingdom of God. Because those that are sitting in front of you at this table have been called by God for righteousness. And we are here to show you the path. For Jesus said, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father. And do you think if God loves you, if he doesn't love you, would he bless you? No. He, he look, he blesses those that do evil. He allows them to receive. They don't receive the greater things, but the, you know what I'm saying. Then he says, "I will love him and manifest myself to him." You see this? That is, and write that down. That's John chapter fourteen, verse twenty-one. 
where he said, And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, when you wear that full armor of God and you step out, after 12 months of knowing who God is, planning in your heart and mind to gain more understanding of God. You can't receive enough. You read the Bible? Read it again. You read it five times? Read it again. You read it 25 times? Read it again. You'll never know everything of God. Every day is something new. And sometimes, if not for a long period of time, when you kneel down and you pray to God with your heart, with your open heart, and say to Him, Father, use me as a tool, as an instrument. Be ready. Prepare yourself for that. But it, Because it's not what you think. See? And I don't know if anyone's ever explained this to you guys, but when you kneel down and say, Father, use me as a tool and as an instrument, it's not what you think. It's not, uh, whoa, there's a man with a flat tire. Let me pull over and help him. Oh, my neighbor ran out. You know, their lights went out. Let me go bring them this and that. It's not what you think. Oh, you know, I'm going to sit an hour and talk with this guy and counsel here and there. Oh, I'm going to tithe all this money. It's not what you think. Sometimes is losing everything you have. Sometimes is being brought to that very edge in life. Because he knows your heart. He knows that you're not going to panic. See, so he's going to use you as a demonstration to other people. And But other people around you are going to panic for you. They're going to trip out and fall into self-preservation and start looking for, and grasping for straws and reaching and, and nagging and, and yelling out, Ah! But the only thing that God is looking at is your heart at that moment in time when you come to that very edge because you kneeled down and you said, Lord, use me as a tool and as an instrument for your glory according to your will. Not mine, but your will, my God. So many people panic when they get to that edge and they forget what they asked, what they told God they would do. What they spoke words to him and said, I will do this according to your will. That's not what you think. Stand strong. Right now you're learning this. You're learning this as you sit at these tables, as you go to CR, as you go to praise and worship, you go to church. Praise with all your might. Praise him like you see him standing there. Shout out his name like you hear him calling you. And you're reaching out saying, yes, Jesus. Yes, my king. Word, look around, man. We need to put on the full armor of God. And then check ourselves. Hmm? My brothers and sisters, I'm going to leave you with that notion right there. You got 12 months. Whatever time you have left, you have that time till you walk out that door to put on the full armor of God. Yes, you have all the tools and instruments around you. And you're going to need that because the struggle is real when you get out here. Some of you that have returned don't need to mention names. You know the struggle is real. 
The struggle is real. And out here is getting stronger and stronger even for all of us true believers as well. See, because people will come around and make you think different or try to make you think different. But with that full armor of God, none of it can pierce your heart and your mind. So my brothers and sisters, I want to say I love you. God bless you. And I will catch you on the rebound. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I'm going to leave you guys with this little song. If you want to listen to it till the end, you can. If not, you don't have to. I love you and God bless you all.